0: Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan.
1: Hey, welcome everybody to the Vocational Education Podcast. Today, I've got Tamara Simon with me. Great interview about just how to manage your RTO. This is from a higher level perspective and tomorrow is an RTO coach, one of the few out there. She has some fantastic insights to share with you over the next 25 minutes or so. And at the end, uh, we'll round out with just making sure you know how to contact her if you need her services. But uh, I tell you, this is a, a great insight into the vet sector when it comes to what RTO managers actually do with the business. Actually, before we start, let me just say one thing. As an RTO owner myself, I do admit that I get into training, I get into doing the do as opposed to getting out and making sure the trainer's doing what they're doing, the uh, admin's doing what they're doing, business development's doing what they're doing, etc. Uh, it is a real tepid mix of what needs to be done and I hope you can share your joy with me when you're listening to uh, Tamara about how we can just address that from quite a holistic approach anyway all the best and I'll leave you over to our interview with Tamara I'm very happy to be joined by Tamara Simon at the moment Tamara tell us about you
0: so hi everyone Uh, my name is Tamara Simon I'm from Take Another Look and I am Australia's only dedicated RTO business coach and I'm a speaker and author as well so I've written the first business book for RTOs called the five little RTO pigs and it uses the fairy tale analogy of the three little pigs and that's how we build our RTOs but there's two others there's the reno and the Rundown. so I for the last 20 years I've been in the vet sector and I now help RTOs go from stuck to solutions simply,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and try and get them clear on their business, people, and systems. And I do that through coaching, speaking, and professional development.
1: I was going to ask you about that in a second, but before we get to that, what's the one thing uh, that comes to mind when uh, you're coaching RTO senior managers? Yep. Um, that you think, oh my God, if if everybody just did this right, then everything would do, everything would flow much more smoothly. What's one thing that comes to mind that you run into quite a lot? So I'm the
0: systems person. So systems, I believe there's a system in everything. You just have to find it. And it's that thing where we go, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't have time to do it. But that's the the key to our business success is that if we put even just 15 minutes a day, developing our systems and working on our RTO business, really wearing that CEO hat versus, let's say, the RTO manager hat, I call it, where we're working in the RTO, head down, bum up and all that sort of stuff, yeah. if we spend just 15 minutes a day developing our business strategy and our systems to have a financially viable business, life is pretty good. But we have to do the hard work to make that shift.
1: How many RTOs uh, have you worked with who actually, or just as a percentage, yep. have business plans?
0: Um, oh, I think I could count them on one hand. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, many of them might have done the business plan initially when they did, um, uh, did registration as yes. an RTO. Yep. Um, but oftentimes, I'm sure we've all seen them where they're, you know, war and peace basically, 20 or 80 page document, and there's all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas I work with clients and we develop a one page business intent. Oh, I actually nice. don't call yeah. them a business plan, I call them an intent because you can plan to do anything. But if you intend, it changes it cognitively and so on one page you can clearly see here's the turnover that we want, here's the three things, big things that we're going to achieve this year rather than 27 things because I go really, you know, you're doing all this stuff and you want to achieve all that as well so we've got to be realistic. Got to have goals that stretch us, but not stress us. But yeah, be great if um, every business, which is every RTO, actually had a business plan for the year. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So,
1: do you? Is it one of the places you start when you when you talk with uh, with the managers? Then do you start with where's your plan? Where, where's your where's your intent? Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Probably not, actually. The the place I generally start is you know, is my magic wand question. So if you know if you could have a magic wand that could fix or help you with one thing in your RTO business, yep. what would that be? Yep. And generally, I get their biggest frustration. And if they've got a team, it's usually staff. R- um,
1: <laughs> Surely <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um, okay. But, but we know that, uh, I mean, we know that Deming says that 94% of all um, problems, we blame the people, but they're not... It's in our systems, you yeah. know. So, but if that's where we've got to start, um, we've got to solve the problem right in front of someone initially, and then I know that gives me an idea of whether they're clear about their business, you know. Do they know what business they're actually in? Have they identified their ideal students? Um, have they got a business plan? What's financial viability? Do they know their numbers? All that sort of boring stuff oh, that really. you've got to that's do. Good stuff. They like Yeah, that. all the good stuff. Well, um, so that's where I usually start is let, let's just see if we can fix one thing so they can go, oh, I can see the wood for the trees just a tad. Just a tad. And, and tad. then go from there.
1: Well, tell me about um, emotional intelligence then. How important is emotional intelligence in the managers of those RTOs? Well, not so much how important is it. Yeah, what do you see when you go out there?
0: Um, I think what happens is that many RTOs are set up by someone who loves training. So we're, you know, for most of us, we're really passionate about training and uh, we want to help our students and, and all of that sort of stuff. And so I find that many people working in RTOs come from that people factor, you know? Um, but when they actually then step into that business role, whether they own the RTO business or whether they're running it on behalf of someone else, they still stay in that, oh, I just want to help everyone and feel the love and everything like which is great. Yeah. But sometimes you have to manage stuff. Sometimes so you that, have to you do a bit of tough love if you've set all those other boundaries. Yeah. So I think you know we know that relationships are the keys to success as well. Yeah. Um, we need to build relationships with our students so they become our raving fans, so that more students come in our door. We know that we need to be listening to them so that we're not just going, here's a qualification, you should be doing it this way and that's it versus, well, how do they actually want their training? What's it gonna mean? Do we need to do it in shorter, yes. sharper um, you know, bursts and things like that? Yeah. And same with our staff. So we have to learn to better manage people and that's you know, seeing where they're at and listening to them and actually getting feedback, but then we can't be all talk and no action. Yeah. And that's what staff tell me. Tamara, you know, they they just keep jumping at all these shiny objects. You know, <laughs> can they just pick one and we finish that?
1: Yes.
0: Or we've been promised the world, you know, um, but we never we never get to anything. We never mm. get anything done because they're all talking no action. So that's often what we've got to help people with as well yeah. is to step up into that management role because if they've never done it before then how do you know how to do that oh, you know, I know. It's until you're presented with it
1: you know And I've actually worked with a, an RTO owner I won't say who it is uh, yeah. obviously uh, a few years ago but he, he really personified what you just said he was one of those uh, big idea people and yeah. he would come into a room go bing 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 yes. look at all these fantastic ideas and go and yeah, everyone right. in the room had to like is he real? Yeah, we, that's do right. Do we need to do that now?
0: Yeah, and, and it's that thing of how do we get there? It's it's what I call that yellow brick road, you know? We know we want to get to the wizard, yeah. and we, we think that. But for a lot of people, they're not maybe that um, innovative or creative. They can't see, you know? So I talk about putting those little bricks in place so that your staff can go just give me the first one yeah. and then I can get the next one and the next one to help you get to that vision and it's complementing that um and it's understanding that if you're the big picture person mm-hmm. you've got to have someone who can help you with the details so that you can get your team on board as part of that
1: yeah fantastic so you've uh, presented at the national vet conference yes. um quite recently
0: <laughs> yesterday actually well
1: but this podcast could be listened to I don't know, in 2025. So sure. Okay. <laughs> Recently is subjective. Every year subjective. I it,
0: present it, so oh, How good right. are you? Yeah.
1: Uh, so tell me about some of the, the key points you raised there, maybe that you haven't covered yet, yep. uh, uh, the ones that got really um, good feedback or, or good participation.
0: Okay, so my session um, was called It's Your Move, and I was helping those running the RTO business, tapping into um, initially the five frustrations of RTO managers, Mm. and we did some speed problem solving as part of those. Nice. Um, And we wrapped that up into, you know, do you know your strategy, staff, students, your services, um, and a few other things around that. Um, And really, the session was helping them shift and understand that we have to step up into that ceo hat yeah. so we're too busy doing every single day in what i call the rto manager hat and i want to help them and give them some strategies to better manage their time because that's the first thing i said you know if you had a magic wand and most people said oh we just need more time and I go, yeah great we can't get more time but it's how we manage that better. So as part of the stories that I do in my presentations, I talk about my interruption toy, and it's a strategy that I give all my clients about how we can better manage time because we need single-minded focus, even if that's just for 15 minutes a day. So it's being that tortoise, not the hare. I've got some metaphors and things that go through. (laughs) But... But we're too busy busy, yeah. you know, but if we don't have clarity about where we're actually going in terms of our RTO strategy, then all we're doing is stuff. Yeah. And is it the right stuff? Is it the important stuff? Is it going to get more money in the bank? And we need to run a simple profitable business even if that's only a dollar to keep the doors open. Yeah. So you might be running a not-for-profit but if you don't have that business mindset, you know, I want every RTO to obviously offer quality training but I want them to be around yeah, for the next right. 10 and 20 years so that this sector continues. But you must run a financially viable business and there's a whole lot of stuff that goes in that, those yeah. business fundamentals. That's what we touched on.
1: Well, I love that. And we're and talking about time management and um, every I don't think there's a CEO out there or, or an RTO manager out there. Yeah. Yep. who doesn't say that they have got no time. Yep. No. And uh, we used to run time management courses for the last uh, decade or so, and uh, it was the worst title for a course because you're not yep. managing time. Time managers itself think are very much Correct. very, very well. Yep. It's managing yourself. Yes. So it's your self-management. Correct. <laughs> and and if they prioritise the yes. old priority matrix, you know, what's important and urgent or yes. important versus urgent, Um in your travels, uh, not so much within the conference sector now, but now going out to these clients, um, how have you found, generally speaking, they uh, they are to maybe new ideas around their people or time management?
0: Um, I think it's how you present it. And as I said, um, my job initially is, you know, l- let's talk about what's frustrating you. Why Why aren't things moving as part of that process? And I think like anyone, Um, the reason that I coach and the reason you get anyone external into your business and lots of RTOs do that with a compliance consultant as well is that you're so busy in it you don't see the wood for the trees a lot of times so having someone who is external to your business and external to being emotionally attached to that organisation as well is where those ideas come and a lot of times people go oh that's so simple I, I, so I, I should have thought it. of that yeah. but we're also in it you know it's why I have a coach it's why you know everyone should have a coach we've just heard from Eric Bailey and that's what he said and I went great yeah. um, <laughs> but, but we need that external perspective mm. um, and that's why even with your systems if you give that you know if you do it, maybe some admin processes but give that to a trainer that's never doing that yep they will see the missing pieces of the puzzle. They'll see if it's as simple as possible. They'll see if it's easy to follow. And and my belief is that the best thing we can do is actually ask for help. I never view that as a weakness, that is the gift we should be giving every single person. Because that's the bit which says, I know that I don't know everything, and also I'm not good at everything, because no one is, and no one can be. Exactly, you know, we, we've
1: got limitations, don't we? We absolutely we all got, yeah. do.
0: You know, so let's try and get everyone into their sweet spot, 80% of the time, every single day, where mm. they're doing stuff that they love to do and are really great at, and it makes that 20%, which is you know the part of the stuff. role, yeah. You know, the hard stuff that we just gotta get in and get done. But if life's pretty good, most of the time, then it's a whole lot easier to manage, but we have gotta get some clarity around that first. Mm.
1: So how much time do you spend with the uh, facilitators or trainers when you go and and work with an RTO? Um,
0: It just depends what I'm doing with a client. So sometimes I'm doing coaching one-on-one and other times I'm actually going in to reset the team. Um, Because oftentimes we find that maybe we're enabling some bad behavior and it's not passive, but it's all the little stuff, punctuality, stuff in terms of the kitchen, people not following deadlines, not so many things. Mm. And because we haven't wanted to deal with that, because people go, oh, I don't like conflict, Tamara. And I go, well, who does? Yeah. Right? I,
1: I go for it. I, I mean, love yeah, conflict. That's, right. yeah. well,
0: that's what I said. You, yeah. know, you know, I'm sure everyone... People don't wake up and go. I love a bit of conflict every single day. Every day, every, every day. day. Yeah. But it's it's what we need to do. If we manage things as soon as they happen, and if we set really clear expectation and boundaries, which is here's how we do things here, yeah. So that it's not mind reading, um, it's not assuming that people know what working in an office looks like or anything like that. Um, if we can do that, then oftentimes when I'm working with the team to help reset it, I do staff interviews and find out. You right. know, tell me the good, bad, and ugly about what's going on. And then we can run a workshop to reset those boundaries yeah. and have clarity about his, you know, where we go. So it just depends. Um, I always have some clients that go, can you just look at our processes? Because you know, we, we think they're okay, but I'm sure you can streamline them further. So there's lots I can do with the clients.
1: Do you also work with um, their marketing at all? Do you have a touch into that oh, look, space?
0: I, I do a little bit. Um, and that's mainly because my own professional development has been around marketing. I have a business and marketing coach. Right. Um, and so the principles that I've gained over my many years in business, I can impart in terms of identifying your ideal client and things like that. Yeah. But I'm yeah. certainly not then the person to you know, look at your social media. I mean, I can look at it externally, yeah. but I'm, I'm more about helping you get clarity get about that ideal student and right. putting that strategy in place to think about it versus, oh no, we train everyone tomorrow and I go no you don't. So let's have that conversation <laughs> and yes. then you can um, be talking with you know people who are expertise in marketing, the, the actual practicalities of that. Yeah. Social media, websites, email marketing, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we're able to, to sort of do that.
1: Where, where would you like to see the sector going in the next um, maybe five years?
0: Um, I think... I think I'd like the sector to be firstly accepting of, we are a regulated sector. So, you know, my mantra to RTOs has always been, if you don't like compliance and don't like change, then don't work for an RTO or B1. Yep. And that initially, you know, I've had all that go, oh my, that's a bit harsh, but, but it's the space that we choose to play in. Can that space be improved? Sure. Are there issues in it? Sure. But if we don't like following the rules, around accredited training if you don't want to learn what it means to offer val- to develop valid assessment instruments for example can you just go and do professional development and do that really well
1: yeah right exactly, yeah. so I think
0: some of that is about the choice of um, are we understanding that the training market has changed as well? The buyers are very different now. They are not wanting 12 month commitments a lot of times. They want short, sharp, that's gonna hit my bottom line, give them some skills, just give me a little bit, try and buy, and then go to the next bit. So I think within the sector, we have to be looking at um, better ways to change what we do and not say, well, here's our training, that's it, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Mm. And let's start actually talking to the customer and talking to employers and saying, what are the problems that you're having with your staff yeah. and let's understand that training is a vehicle to that, it's an outcome, it's not the product, because that's not the problem that tra- that RTOs are solving, mm. they're solving uh, how can we get more consistency, how can we make sure that staff haven't fallen into bad habits, well we need to train them again, mm. how can we make sure that they're up to date in legislation, all of that sort of stuff, training is just a vehicle, just like myself, my yeah. vehicles are facilitating coaching and speaking, but what I do is solve the problems of frustration. Outcomes, you know? yeah. So yeah. I think we've got to um, get clarity around that from a sector. Yeah. And I think understanding that to me it's not a just vet and accredited there is a space for professional development. Not everyone needs or wants the piece of paper, but let's look at opening up and seeing what that marketplace is offer. And I think if we can then run great businesses, mm. the, the viability will be there for the sector where we will have quality providers who get what compliance is about, integrate into their businesses, um, but are listening to the customers. Otherwise, we're seeing the disruption to training in every other sector. You know, I don't. I don't want to see people go and be like Borders or Kodak or organisations where they go, oh, we'll be right. We could, we do good, great training. Go, yes, so does everyone.
1: Reality. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, uh, actually, that's a good point. I, it's probably not within your normal wheelhouse, but um, things going down the line. Oh, sorry, training going down the line of um, artificial intelligence and virtual reality, etc. Yep. How do you think that's going to impact your clients?
0: I think it's interesting, one of the questions I was asked in my session was, um, you know, how can we reduce our cost and how can we make sort of our workbooks more digital and things like that. And my response to that was, firstly, I think we need to see what the customer actually wants. So I love the fact that we've got so many more um, opportunities with technology and everything like that. But let's understand, so the example I gave was if you're um, maybe training tradies as one example, okay, and you're target market and ideal student is um, 40 plus, mm-hmm. right? Um, then they may not want virtual reality and all of those type of things. They may still want the workbook because they're of a generation like me, pen and paper, tactile, kinesthetic learning, all that sort of stuff. So I think it's trying to get that balance of, yes, we need to be opening up to technology and all those different avenues of how we can train to engage our students at all different levels Mm. And, and, yes, absolutely embrace all of that. But let's be making sure that we are not going where people go, I don't want to listen to that podcast or I don't, you know, or I don't want to look at that VR, um, you know, in, yeah. uh, artificial intelligence, all that stuff, all those acronyms, you know, because I just want the face-to-face things.
1: Yeah, that's right. we just got to wait for our lovely um, voiceover. I think it's stopped now. <laughs> God, I hate that. That's all right. What <laughs> yeah. well, We heard you, though. Yeah. Um, it, that actually got me to, uh, to thinking, um, and I'm going to lose my train of thought for a second now, but... Um, yeah. Completely gone. Isn't that funny? I'm so distracted by what the hell's going on in my own bloody booth. Um,
0: Talking about different technology and we integrations were, we were.
1: and that. Um, oh, yeah. It was just something I wanted to share, actually. Mm. Uh, our Because we, we have a textbook or a tooth uh, that we sell, um, we do get a report from our publisher yep. twice a year. And uh, it's less than 0.05% of people choose the digital version. Absolutely. 005 Yep. So less yep. than half of, of a percent. Right. Yeah, you know, it's just crazy. That's right. Um, and, and do you get the feeling that as RTO owners, we're trying to go digital for our sake, or yes, you're not at, t- yeah. at times. Yes, I <laughs> yeah. think
0: I shouldn't be just being on it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: Because yeah. I just think it's um, it is a a thing in the sector. We, we all want to be e-learners. We all want to have all that stuff going for us because we don't want to feel like we're left behind. I mean, in this conference um, uh, setting, we're seeing so many booths of, of um, electronically-based uh, providers. Yep.
0: Um, software and all that software, sort of stuff, yeah, yeah. So much of it. Yep.
1: Um, so we don't want to feel like we're being left behind, uh, and we do see it as a cost-saver over time. Yes. Uh, but if we're actually student-focused... Is that what they want?
0: That's right, and I think some of it is. We just need to ask the question. We, you know, we if we assume we make an ass out of you and me, and we know that. But questions give information, and we just forget that all the time. I think, mm. um, and I think it's similarly with systems. So again, a question that I was asked yesterday was, "Well, where do you start?" And I say, "Well, it's great to have all different um, learning management and software platforms, whatever that might be, but." You know, I've had clients where they've put their files, let's say, up on Dropbox yeah. right, as a file sharing thing because they go, well, then everyone can access it. And I go, so did you clean up the files beforehand? No, we just moved the mess, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm very much about let's actually document, firstly down how you operate. Get the yeah. knowledge out of your head so it doesn't walk out the door and lots of people can you know, follow Forward. those processes, right? That's yeah. the first step. Second step is to streamline it. How can we make it better, easier, for ourselves as the business, but also for obviously our students um, and all our external stakeholders as part of that. Yeah, then great. once you've got that, where you actually are saying, this is how our business operates, and that might be using you know Word and Excel and those, you know, very old-fashioned things, yeah? Hey, hey. Yeah, <laughs> but at least you're then testing that and know that that works. Then have a look at your software options for integration and automation yeah. and make sure that you're not just buying again a um, an outcome where you get it and go, oh my God, this has just created more time. You know, It's supposed to be cost saving time, mm-hmm. but it's actually creating more problems for us. Now, some of that is we have to learn and be trained in that software to use it to its it's most potential. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes I I know with a lot of the learning management systems there's a way to automate emails and everything, but you have to learn how to do that yeah. and put the effort in to write the scripts and the emails and that yeah. to make sure it all works. And
1: then teach your staff or have the staff and teach, teach, your teach you. Staff. So it's <laughs> yeah.
0: but that's all a system. That's right. But you have to mm. invest the time and money to get the reward versus going, Oh well it just doesn't do it and you go, but you had to put the effort in. Yeah. So document what you do, get that knowledge out, then look at what is the next step, how can I take my business to the next level that's good for us, good for my staff and good for my students and have a sort of 80-20 Pareto principle, if we can work that, then it is gonna save time. Like, you know, I've just, in the last financial year moved to um, zero as my accounting package, right? Yep. From MYOB desktop for a very long time. Um, and it yep. took me a long time to move to that because I'm still, even though I'm a systems person, the cloud and security and all that, I'm still a bit you know, old poppy generation about that. But the but the efficiency that's been created as a result of bank statements coming in and you just go click, click, click. Yeah. My data inch, data into my petty cash, you know? And you just reconcile so quickly yeah. invoicing reminders. But I still had to have in place what my channel account was, my emails, how I was going to set that up, what my reminders were, the info. still had to do a bit of work to get it, so it now works for me as part of that. That's what we're talking about.
1: So how do um, listeners get hold of you? to make use of your wonderful service.
0: Excellent. So anyone who's listening, here's my special offer. So all you need to do... Hang on. Special offer. (laughs)
1: Special offer. Um,
0: All you need to do is email me, which is Tamara, T-A-M-A-R-A, at takeanotherlook.com.au. And if you put in the email podcast then um, I will set up a time to do a free 45-minute magic wand session. So Ooh. let's see if we can hit one of those frustrations and help you get on the way to solving one of those particular things. What
1: a fantastic offer. What I offer. also will Ooh. be doing is
0: sending you my RTO enrollment blueprint, which is my three proven steps to get more students in the door, money in the bank. Um, and you can check out my website, which is takeanotherlook.com.au. I do a weekly blog as well, and a whole other things. Connect with me on socials. So, first Fent thing, email to. to connect with me, and then we go from there.
1: Well, that's brilliant, Tamara. Thank you so much for that offer out to the listeners. My and pleasure. Um, yeah, we will uh, hopefully get a lot of people coming back in and, and uh, sourcing your business because I think it's a wonderful service that you offer. Thank really you very wonderful. Much. And Thank you. Uh, Hopefully people jump on it because um, we we really don't take the time to work on our business. No. We really, really don't. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tamara.
0: My absolute pleasure, Dan. Thanks so much.
1: Well, I told you it was going to be a great insight. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Tamara. Don't forget to subscribe both on Apple iTunes slash podcasts or SoundCloud. If you don't get access through one of those, then you can always catch up with us on LinkedIn or just come straight to spectraining.edu.au and click on podcasts. All the best, everyone.